chapter two. Scott was headed nowhere in particular. He didn't really have a plan in mind. He just wanted to drive for a while and think of somewhere to stop later. The sky was banana yellow with odd gray clouds staining the horizon. It stayed that color for a long time until the yellow finally faded to naked white, like the flesh of an earthworm. The clouds dissolved. Hours later, Scott found himself on a road much like the one he began his aimless journey on. But now it was new, and he had no idea where he was. He tried to think back over the morning's drive, but couldn't remember a thing. He'd just driven without thought, taking whatever lane lay in front of him. Now he was alone, about to enter some forest. The road became gravel and spilled into long ditches swarming with insects. Scott was thankful for the daylight. Without it, the small road would be quite treacherous. He came to a turn at a dead tree and stopped. It was a driveway. A few paces ahead, a line of broken pickup trucks propped up on cinder blocks stood sinking into the earth. Next to these, an old tow truck sat doorless. There were bicycles, piles and piles of bicycles, all in rusted pieces, stacked higher than the trucks. Beyond this stood a house with its windows draped in hide. A broken chair laid face down in the yard as if it run from the house only to be shot dead in the back. Scott wanted to turn around, but knew whoever lived here would definitely see him use the driveway without stopping to say hello, something that likely didn't happen around here very often. He parked the car and climbed out into the grass, closing his door and pocketing his keys. He felt for the gun in his breast pocket, adjusted it, and then zipped the jacket close. He pulled off his sunglasses and looked around. A loud whack sounded from behind the house, followed by a muffled human grunt. Someone was in the backyard. Another hard whack came again, followed by a thump, then another. The sounds were descending somehow, moving below the surface. Scott wanted to get back in his car and turn around but knew now if he started up his engine, whoever hadn't heard him arrive would definitely hear him leave and might try to follow him. His bright red car would float like an easy target in these woods. He'd need to confront the person and introduce himself if he wanted to get back to the highway without any trouble. Beside the tow truck was another truck with wheels like a tractor. It looked built for off-road, a predatory vehicle, one that could easily catch up with him if it needed to. Its back window was covered in the skin of a deer. Scott pocketed his sunglasses and slowly stepped toward the house. The sounds from the backyard had stopped, and now the yard hung with a painful silence. Even the bugs had stopped making noise. Scott approached the house and raised a hand to his mouth. Hello? shouted. He heard a soft bang, like a wrench dropped on a stone floor. He stepped past the broken chair and walked along the side of the house, glancing around, a little worried that he'd shouted too soon. 
the windows of the house were dark. Hello there, Scott called again. He heard the slow, dragging sound of a wrench being picked up off of a stone floor. He took another step toward the backyard, then another, then a third. He reached a rain barrel sitting beneath a fallen gutter. The gutter twisted over his head and made an intimidating framed entrance to the backyard. Scott ducked beneath it and stepped around the corner of the house. There, in the center of the lawn, a petrified carcass smoldered on a three-pronged pit above a large pile of ashes. It could have been a rabbit at one time, or a human head, perhaps even a human heart. Whatever it had been, there was not much left of it. All three prongs of the pit were skewered through it, and it was black as coal. Next to this was an empty plastic chair facing toward the smoking remains. There were a few discarded cans of beer lying in the grass next to the chair, and strangely, there was a rifle lying in the grass along with them. The rifle was a newer model. It had not been out here as long as what was burning. It looked like it just recently been put there. But the most unsettling thing was what laid at Scott's feet. There, among the grass, a pair of thrown open cellar doors bookended a steep flight of stone steps leading right into the darkness of the earth. The entrance hung open like a mouth screaming at the sky. The doors were rotted and broken, like they'd not been closed in years. Someone was hiding down there. Scott could sense it. Whoever it was had been watching this strange thing burn and had forgotten their rifle. He could hear them breathing. He wanted to pick up the rifle, but that would mean turning his back to the cellar, which was something he was not interested in doing. He sniffed the air. It smelled like wet mold, filth. It was likely this person was just hiding in their cellar and waiting for Scott to go away. Either that, or they were waiting for him to turn back so they could come out and get him from behind. Scott felt conflicted by these two logical, yet opposite possibilities. In the recent months, when he first started taking these aimless car rides, he'd imagined situations like this, a moment of hard thought and choice. He'd even fantasized of a setting much like this, thinking of what he could do and how he'd do it without hesitation. That time had finally come. Scott pulled out his gun and slowly descended the cellar steps.